Welcome to the Weekly Exchange. This week in Forex and Strategy Game News, we have updates on At The Gates, Interstellar Space Genesis, Predestination, and much, much more. Hey, Nate, it's great to be here. How's your vacation going? So far, so good. Um, weather is starting to finally hit those uh, high points. So it's like today is in the 90s, but it's dry. It's a nice dry 90, not humid where like your sweat is sweating. <laughs> right, yeah. How about you? Um, I'm not on vacation anymore, but things are going well here. Uh I, I had a really cool experience today, but I'll talk about it more at the end of the show. So I think we're just going to jump right in with some news items. We got a short show this week. It's summer and all the players and all the devs are on vacation and not much is going on. So we got a short show for everyone today, but we're going to do our best to cover it well. And we're going to kick it off with At The Gates, which is a name we haven't mentioned in quite a while, but... Uh, John Schaefer uh, rolled out a brand new version of the game, version 1.2. And in this version, he's kind of up the presence of the Romans. So now Roman forts are scattered across the map. You're going to have to deal with them a lot sooner. And they're going to pay you a visit once a year, asking for tribute or fealty or uh, something like that. And you're going to have to make a decision. Do you play nice with the Romans or do you rebel against them? And that tension is going to be developed more and more as the game progresses in the future. Also added to the game is kind of a clan management screen. It's really rudimentary right now. It's basically just a spreadsheet and you can't even organize or search it or anything like that. But it does list out all your clans with their abilities, which is pretty useful because like after the first, I don't know, 10 to 30 turns, let's say, you're going to have a lot of clans, and it can get complicated knowing which clan is going to be best suited for which profession and this sort of thing. So I like that this is added, and John said that in the future, it's going to have a lot more features added to it, which is absolutely necessary, and uh, I think that'll really help the game. Also, he's dialing back the the difficulty of the game some, like in version 1.1, it cranked it up big time. And now he's dialing it back. And I can testify that the game was really hard after version 1.1 came out. I played it for a little bit. I thought, okay, I'm going to try the new patch, see what it's like. And I just got crushed. Uh, One of the things that's changing is it'll be easier to trade food with the caravan. And getting food was my biggest problem. Nate, you remember back when I was playing all those games like months ago and everybody was starving and dying? Yes, that was, I think, your biggest complaint is, like, you can keep them fed, especially in the winter. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't, it was kind of funny, it wasn't just at the gates, it was Driftlands and, I think, Northgard, like, 
I was just having trouble keeping everybody fed. <laughs> and, uh, but I do remember. You're not a very, you're not a very good provider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely was struggling with it there for a while. But that's going to that that's gonna be eased off a bit here in version 1.2, which is really great. And not to mention, he's also working on some bugs and optimization uh, in this patch. So that's going to be really good. In the future, uh, the Romans are going to be further developed. The diplomacy with other factions and with the Romans is also going to get a good look. And, um, you know, he's going to add some more customization to the game in the future, and I'll be really interested to see what that is like. So, uh, not a humongous update for At The Gates. Like, version 1.1 was a much bigger change to the game, but I think version 1.2 is going to make the game uh, a a bit more playable and... and, uh, easier for the player to understand what's going on. Uh, Also, from the historical fiction department, we have an update for total... No, 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 no. That's not what this is. It's Three Kingdoms, The Last Warlord, which is not the Total War Three Kingdoms game, or the... There's another Three Kingdoms game coming out. I can't remember. But anyway, this is Three Kingdoms, The Last Warlord, which is the 4X game being developed by a Chinese company. Recently, they added uh, an event editor, a scenario editor to the game. And so this last patch was really addressing some of the problems that came up from that. So the the optimization took a big hit in the previous version. Now that's going to be much better, especially um, when the trade caravans come along. And then in addition to that, they fixed a whole bunch of bugs, um, relating to everything from gold and food to education systems and uh, signing a truce and all that sort of thing. So optimization and bug fixes following a big patch for Three Kingdoms, The Last Warlord. Nate, what do you got on for us? So I have an update for Warhammer 40k Gladius Relics of War. It's actually two parts. So the first part is the update for the game, and that includes... um, all right, I, I guess they're out of order in my notes. So I'll start with, I guess, the really big, and that is the announcement of the release date for the Chaos Space Marines, which is the next DLC. It's Remember how you said it's summer and all the developers have left already? Yeah. Well, apparently that's not the case because the developers, Proxy Studios, the guys and gals working on the game are releasing the Chaos Space Marines on July 18th. So there's still some people in the room. There are a few others, actually, that are going to be releasing. We'll talk about that when the time And All right, so let's talk about the other thing with the Chaos Space Marine. So they just released, well, pre-Chaos Space Gladius. They released version 1.2.7. And in it, um, they are actually asking people to check their graphic processor unit drivers because I don't know if people have been reporting issues or I don't know if this update uses a newer software kit, SDK, you know. So definitely want to check that out. But on the plus side, what they're saying is that the game is running more smoothly and leanly, so it's using one gigabyte less of physical memory. So that's, I, you know, I always want optimization. I want games. I'll, I'll talk about this particular thing in another game later on at the tail end of the show, just like you. But I always want my games to run the best they can because I hate it when even a simple game peg... I mean, I have pretty beastly of a gaming rig, my laptop. Yes, I know it's a laptop, but it's, it's really, really nice. And it's got a lot of... It's 
it's got a lot of power, it's got a strong processor, motherboard, video card, it's got lots of RAM, it's solid. But there are some games that just peg it, like they're just all the fans are turned maximum, it's just running hot because just, the games are not optimized. And I like when I see developers that are optimizing the game. Anyways, so mostly what's going on here is that these are fixes. Um, fixes on, on uh, cinematics, fixes, they move from OpenGL to Vulkan for rendering. So that's apparently a really big thing. They um, updated, it's a big one, compatibility issues. It's a lot of bug, a lot of bugs. It's really nice. The game better just in time for Chaos Space to show up and wreck your world. So keep it keep it together. It's aching for some Chaos Marine action. You're gonna get them now. I don't know if the Chaos Marines are gonna be Chaos Undivided or if it's going to be a specific faction because as it is in the game right now, we have some indications that Chaos is around and there's uh, hints that it's going to be corn. So that's actually my favorite Chaos God because he's he's the simplest and he's not tricky. He just wants to kill everybody and everything and have everything killed in his name and you know just nothing complicated to it. So yeah, looking forward to it. We'll let you guys know once we get our hands on it, our impressions. Probably have a couple of videos up from either Dallin or Rob and uh, we'll see about you know follow-ups, additional follow-ups with that. All right, very cool. Thanks for bringing that to us. Next, we're going to move on to Interstellar Space Genesis. And this was a bit of a surprise. At least I wasn't expecting it. But they have settled on July 2019 as their launch month for the game. It's kind of in an early access type thing right now. But at some point in July, they're going to launch the game uh, for a full release. Now, they haven't decided on a day yet. They're going to designate that in the future. But it will be launched by the end of July this year. So uh, I think they just went into Alpha 2 recently. And uh, the reports I'm hearing are pretty good. In fact, the reports I've heard about this game all through the development process have been pretty positive. So uh, we wish them the best of luck and hope it's a very smooth, bug-free launch. Guys, if you listen to this podcast, please don't make some kind of crazy patch right before launch where you introduce a bunch of things nobody ever tested or played. Anytime a, a company does that, it's always a disaster. So anyway... Good luck to the guys making ISG, and uh, we look forward to seeing what that game at full release has to offer. Absolutely, and my my understanding is that even though they're calling it alpha, most studios would call this the, the, the way the game is now, the state the game is in now, is like a late beta, because it's feature complete, all the modules are in, everything is working, so now it's just fine-tuning, bug hunting, and you know, just just kind of like making sure the balance is correct between the various factions so there's not any one runaway faction right off the bat and so yeah they're definitely the you know they, they did it right they did it absolutely right and um, very excited to see what all of it brings to the table because this is from the from the folks who ran space sector before and this is, that was a website that handled 4X, Space 4X, Terrestrial 4X, Fantasy 4X, and they really like know their 4X game. It would be like the equivalent of Exterminate, you know, so many years down the line saying, okay, we know enough, now we're going to go make our own game. We won't. 
I'm not really, I might do like what some of the guys did there and just help with moderating, but as far as I know, nobody here is, nobody at Exporminate is planning to turn Exporminate the website into Exporminate. Who knows what the future will be. Yeah, for sure. So I hear we got some news uh, for Stellar Monarch. What can you tell us about that? We don't have any like official uh, patch notes or like release, but I got contacted by the developer and said that he's working on the expansion for this year. So Stellar Monarch is getting an expansion. And for those that don't know, this small, tiny little indie dev who basically said, I'm going to do a proper space um grand strategy and like when Stellar at the time that Stellaris was announced there were a couple of different ones and this is one of them and he released it and like you know the game has a lot to offer it is a tiny is a tiny studio it, it is not on the level of Stellaris or even some of the double A studios graphics wise but gameplay wise you know I'm hearing good stuff and I, I believe you reviewed um I don't think I wrote the review I wrote a like a sidebar for the review but I did play it. Right. And I mean, it played, it was pretty solid for such a small, basically an individual developer, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, he should be very proud of his creation. And for a first creation, I'm hoping that this, uh, this DLC will fix some of the key points that we brought up in the review, if it is at all possible to be fixed. And, uh, you know, just updates the game to some more modern stuff for new people to take a bite out of it, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, next we have an update for Predestination, and when I saw that on the list for show notes, I was like, oh man, here we go. I get to sit down and read a book about what updates they made to the game, and actually this time it's really short. It's only about six different items, and like that blew me away. What do you think? Predestination, the game that we have come to love for having 14, making Stellaris dev diaries and patch notes look like you know cliff notes <laughs> yeah it's yeah uh yeah they kept it really brief this time and mainly what they were doing is they were fixing really weird crashes uh the last update introduced some some bugs and they're really under extremely rare circumstances so let's say your fleet command lost all its crew but the ship remained intact well, then the game would crash. Or um, certain characters in non-English languages would cause problems with the programming and cause the game to crash. All that sort of thing's been fixed. So it was it was just really... Like, most people who played the game probably never encountered these crashes because they're just such strange corner cases. But, you know, it'll happen, and those are getting fixed. Also, they... Uh, fixed a number of UI bugs, and they improved the diplomatic AI. And, you know, one of the things, like, all games with uh, tech trading, Nate, cause, like, there's always ways to exploit that. You know, it seems like you can give enough technology to get whatever it is you want, and then, you know, it makes the game kind of easier. It's almost like cheating. Well, they improved the AI, so where that won't happen... At least it's not as much anymore, and they hope they've eliminated that problem completely. So the AI is going to value money and technology in a more sensible way going forward. Um, in addition to that, on July 1st, which will be in the past for you when you hear this podcast, they're going to be adding the next single-player mission to the game, and that's for the Renegades faction. Uh, I've played 
There's single player missions, and I actually find that a lot of fun in Predestination. In fact, I enjoy it more than the uh, sandbox style game. So I'll be interested to see what the Renegade mission is like, and I'll probably jump on and play that one, to be honest with you. So uh, I enjoyed uh, the ones that they had already, and um, personally, I think that's the best part of the game at the moment. So I'll be looking forward to that, and like I said, that'll come out July 1st. I won't get to play it because I'll be uh, at a celebration starting July 1st going through the 5th. But once I get back, man, uh, I'll be trying out Predestination. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing back how the how the game is improved and what the new missions about. It's interesting because usually when I play 4X games, I prefer the sandbox to the scripted stuff. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Well, all right, moving on. This uh, so we're I think we're done with base and we're done with 4X or even like straight up 4X. So we have a game that I've been covering. We've been covering called Fields of Glory Empire, and we did an announcement. So. First of all, first big part of it is that it has a release date. Guess when the release date? Uh, July? Yep, July. So, remember how you said all the developers were going home for the summer? See, not everybody. Well, yeah, we'll see how this works out because every time somebody's launched a game in July in the past, it's been atrocious. Well, that, I was hoping you would say that because there's a follow-up to that. So, they released their newest trailer, and the trailer is in latin not in english there is an english version but it's in it is in latin and essentially what the tra- what the gist of the trailer is is that so remember how so remember how i said that there's a second part yeah i remember the second part is a boast in latin that fields of glory empires is going to be better imperator rome. <laughs> so, yeah yeah, and Imperator Rome is by paradox, and it is a grand strategy set around the Roman Empire. And Fields of Glory Empires is a grand strategy about Rome set during that time, about their empire. So what makes this unique is that it's, it's actually two games in one. If you own Fields of Glory 2, which is a game that we reviewed and really like, if you own it, you can the, the way the game plays, the, the way... Empire's place is that the combat is auto resolved, kind of like it is in uh, you know many paradox strategy games. But if you want to actually see what the combat looks like and play it out, you can export your save your your particular combat instance, I believe, to Fields of Glory 2, play it out, like actually play it out versus auto resolving it, and then take the results back into your game. And however your combat played out, it comes back into your game now from what i'm hearing there is there's still a little bit of uh it's a little clunky this back and forth because it's essentially two different games sounds clunky to me right think about it it is cool if you're one of those guys or gals that plays europa universalis or shader kings 2 or you know imperator rome or whatever and you're like oh man i hate like my unit is chasing that unit and all i see on the screen is they're marching back and forth marching back and forth. There's bars going back. What is happening here? I wish I could see what's happening. Well, if you have Fields of Glory 2, you can export that combat and actually play it out. So you'll see exactly what's happening. So to me, as a budding war gamer, that's really cool. When Micah, who is a, uh, goes by Marlo, he, uh, when he heard about it, he's like, oh my god, that's amazing. I need to get my hands on it. I want to see what it looks like. And he really enjoyed Field of Glory 2. Like, I haven't too many people say anything negative. And if he said, if Micah says it's good, then it's good. 
So if you've been waiting for that grand strategy with a tactical twist to it, this has been the game you all along. And I think that wraps up our um, major news items, and we will move on to this week's title for the What Is segment, and it is called Treasure Fleet. And basically, this is a turn-based 4X that's set in the Age of Discovery, and it is a throwback to like the colonization type game. Like the, it's got the earlier feels of civilization and the specific one being colonization. I, I think it was in uh, Civ 2 and Civ 4 that they did a spin-off. Uh, for colonization, uh, it was actually Civ 1 and then Civ 4. No, it was Civ 1 because Civ 2 introduced the uh, the isometric view and colonization doesn't have an isometric view, the original one. And then for Civ 4, they tried it again and it wasn't as well received. It was, uh, I don't know, it was a little bit like uh, what they did with uh, 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 Beyond Earth. Yeah, it was a lot like that, yeah. Good point. Not not a, not bad or good, just kind of a misfire, and didn't have enough of the studio heads behind it to really take it and you know make something great out of it. So it was it was a, it was a okay game, but it wasn't what it was you know the predecessor, which was a, like a low res, low poly game that had almost none of the stuff that the newer version had. Well, if you've ever been wanting that, if you wanted that experience back, well, here you go, Treasure Fleet is here. So. Give it a look-see, and since it's a 4X, you know, we'll cover it at some point. Though, with Rob returning, I'm hoping that he's going to jump in wholeheartedly into writing reviews, and I will gladly edit them, and we should be getting a whole bunch of reviews out quickly in the next couple of months, so stay tuned. And that is it for those items. Now, as you said, it is summertime, and something that is customary for us to talk about during the summertime is the Steam Summer Sale, which began... At the time of recording, I think it's been running now for four days, five days at this point. But there's a few problems. Have you encountered them at all? Or would you want me to tell the people? Uh, I think you should talk about the problems, and then I'll add my bit. Okay. So there's several problems, but the major problem is this... You know, like on every sale, they always try to have like an event associated, some type of game, some type of quest, something like to get people engaged and trying to get them to buy more stuff and get stuff in return and stuff in this and stuff in that and money, money, money. I mean, essentially, that's what any of this is, an opportunity to make money. Well, the game they have this time around is like a racing game. There are five different teams and you can pick which animal team you want to participate with. And as part of it, they gave the very, very convoluted set of instructions that people were legitimately confused by. Because when I first looked at it, I was like, what? Uh, what are they trying to say? And so I'm like, okay, this is really weird. I'm just not going to touch it. I'm not going to worry about it. Well, apparently, a lot of people were very excited by an outcome here, which is one of the, one of the games, one of the top three games on your Steam wish list. If your team wins this competition, you have a chance to be randomly drawn from the winning circle, and if you win, one of your games will get picked. So basically, they try to tell people, hey, just reorganize your wish list and put your favorite games up top. Initially, the way they had worded it is, if you have way too many games on your wish list, then you know your chance of winning goes down. It's going to be some random. Game. So people started deleting all these games from the wish list. Now, <laughs> 
the games they're deleting are the indie games. So Steam, or in this case Valve, is telling the indie developers, hey, put stuff for sale, it's going to get you exposure. But at the same time, their weird directions are making people cut games from their wish list. And that's usually indie games. People are like, ah, we're just kind of keeping an eye on it, who cares? So all these indie developers are doing all this work and they're being penalized for it. So, you know, instead of Valve, focusing on improving the platform. I mean, they're doing some stuff. They're definitely working on some stuff, but not enough, not enough. They need to do more to compete with Epic. You know, not stealing games from Epic, the way Epic is doing it, no. But just improve the platform, streamline, improving the user interface, making things better. I mean, even even GOG is jumping in on the game and making this, you know, universal platform that all the different systems can talk and can do all the launches from one spot. And Steam is like, well, we're going to focus all our effort on our summer sale. And yeah, people are going to love it. So, uh, yeah, it's, it kind of sucks. So, that's, so they're working and fixing it. And, you know, it's it sucks. You know, you don't want indie developers losing opportunities to make money because, you know, they're the ones that are using the genre and trying to start. What's your beef? Uh, my beef with it, and if people uh, hear loud sounds in the background i apologize there are some folks in my neighborhood setting off large fireworks so if you hear anything in the background uh apologize for that we got nate on vacation and fireworks in my neighborhood and so we apologize for any sound distortions you hear anyway my thing with it was like i went to my wish list to see if there were any games i'd be interested in on sale and I get to the bottom, and there's Mortal Kombat 11 on there. And I'm like, how in the world did this end up on my wish list? I would never play Mortal Kombat on my PC. There's no way I would even try. So, anyway, that got deleted real fast. So, but other than that, um, there's a couple games I'm thinking about. Uh, like some medieval city builders. But I haven't bought anything yet. Have you? How come? How come? Uh, there's just um, nothing that, like, it, the discounts aren't steep enough to really make me want to pull the trigger on it. So I'm just waiting. I'll see if something happens. And, uh, you know, if, if the prices go down a bit more, I might jump on it. What about you? Have you bought anything? Yeah, actually, I'm going to pull up. I did grab a couple games. So let me see what I recently added. My, uh, my... I uh, picked up City Skylines for Joe, our note ticket, so he's super excited about it. And I believe I picked up Surviving Mars, I picked up I think, The Witcher 3, like the super duper complete edition, which everybody keeps telling me that I'm utterly insane for not having played it yet. So the, I think it was like 75 or 70 something percent off, so that was a no brain. Let me see what else. I picked up something else. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm, ba- I'm a bad gamer, aren't I? Well, that's all right. Anyways, that's that's it for the summer show. So what have you been playing lately, Troy? Uh, well, this past week, I played a lot of Thea 2. And the latest patch, like, fixed all my problems. Well, I shouldn't say all my problems. They fixed my biggest problem with the game which was getting crushed in the first few turns by the Lightbringers. So Muha Games really dialed down the Lightbringers in the early game, and now I'm having a blast. The game is great. It's a whole lot of fun. I'm getting deeper into the game. I mean, I still have my complaints about it. Like, uh, 
the menus opening and closing is really slow. Like on my PC, it's really slow. And as a result, I have misclicks all the time. And that's kind of a problem. I w- the game needs some uh, optimization for sure. And, and kind of going with that, like when sometimes I'll go into manual combat accidentally and I want to do auto combat, there's no way to choose auto combat once manual combat is initiated. And that's kind of a problem because of the misclicks. So I really wish they would add, like, skip to auto combat or something like that to the game. And also, like, I, you know how we were talking about earlier, like, at the gates, added that spreadsheet for all the clans? Like, Thea 2 needs something like that for all the characters. Like, you can get a good number of characters in the game. And I would like to be able to just compare them on a nice spreadsheet. Uh, you know, their various abilities, be able to sort them by ability... And different things like yeah. that. Well, they have a characters or a list of the party. Yeah, I would really appreciate something like that. So, anyway, the game is good now, guys. Like, I like I am having a blast. I've played as much Thea 2 this past week as I had since its launch up until this past week. So, like, I'm enjoying it so much more now. They really made a big improvement with the last patch. I'm hoping that their first DLC really deals with rituals. Like, I'd like to see a bunch of more rituals in the game, because there's hardly any right now. I'd like to see, like, a XP ritual, like, a blessing ritual, you know, that gives your guys a temporary buff. Uh, something like, um, I, I don't know, like, I think you can heal faith right now with a ritual, but I don't think you can do that with sanity and health, and I'd like to see that added in. I'd like to see like a summon pet ritual, uh, maybe enchant your items with an extra bonus of some kind, something, you know, just things like that. So I'd like to see them try to add some more rituals to the game because right now there's not a lot of incentive to craft gear that makes your guys extra good at rituals, like doing them really fast or really efficiently. So I'd just like to see them develop the ritual aspect of the game more. Uh, What about you? What have you been playing? As I said last week, I brought my Mac with me and I started looking at my library of various games. So I downloaded a whole bunch of games. None of them are running on my Mac. I mean, it's five years old. I look, a five-year-old PC will struggle with some of the new games. And Macs already have a disadvantage when it comes to that. So I was just trying game after game. And then I'm like, oh, I haven't played Stellaris in a while. Let me try Stellaris. I download Stellaris. I fire it up. Fires right up. Okay. I started a small map, running flawlessly. I'm like, all right, interesting. So then I go on the next sides up, more opponents, more everything, running flawlessly. I'm like, wow, okay. Size up, more opponents, more everything, runs flawlessly. I'm like, okay, let's see if I can set my map on fire here. So I set like to a thousand star galaxies, maximum opponents, advanced AI, maximum amount of... Um, Fallen Empires, all these crises, maximum amount of uh, Primitive Empire, Caravaneers, everybody. It's a giant party. My Mac's running it, no problem. I'm like, yeah, okay, I would have missed it. So whatever Paradox did with the recent update to the 64-bit system and whatever optimizations they did, my Mac thanks them for it, and I do because now I can play a proper 4X in my book. Otherwise, like, nothing else wanted to run on my Mac, which is why I haven't been playing anything on it. Apparently likes it, so that's it. Mostly Stellars. I I downloaded uh, BattleTech, 
fired it up, stabbed me. <laughs> Didn't that was about to melt, shut down Battletech. I fired up Blood Bowl 2. Played that for a little bit, but I had to turn down the setting to such a low level. It looked like I was playing 16 bits, so that wasn't working for me either. I mean, I was getting all the brutality and violence in Blood Bowl, just in 16 bit, not not like a. So, I think like 20 hours hours. All right. Well, that's really cool. Um, you know, I, I I teased this a little bit earlier in the show, but also today, not having to do with games, I had my first book signing, and that went really well. I uh, had a bunch of people show up, sold a good number of books, and it was a really good experience. I got to meet a lot of neat people. So uh, the, I'm, I'm really glad I got a chance to do that. But that's enough personal stuff. Nate, is there anything else you want to say before we close this one up? I want to just get an admission out of it, right? Oh, yeah, go ahead. All the fireworks in the background that we're hearing, you actually set that up all ahead of time. So while you're talking about it, it's all going off and it's like, you know, <laughs> just, just admit it. It's okay. I, I completely understand. I would too if I was a, a published author who people actually wanted to read my stuff. So I'm sparkling just a little bit. Yeah, it was the plan the whole time. Yeah. Well, I'm okay with it. That's okay as long as you never. <laughs> I hope it doesn't ever happen again. Anyway, listen. Yeah, everything's good. I just I wanna I wanna give Rob a huge like huge thank you or like ovation. I don't even know what to say, but like he's been putting a lot of work recently, like updating the website stuff that I was like utterly terrified to do. Every time I touch and I try to make. I have to get in touch with WordPress on my tools. And he's been trying to, the website is like finally starting to look more. But he's been doing a lot of stuff with Patreon, and we've had several new patrons join up. And I just want to say a huge thank you, Patreon. Thank you so much. We will show that to you very shortly. Maybe a couple of weeks, a month, maybe you're going to start seeing. I've already started posting some random keys in our patron only uh, channel on Discord. So if you want to check it out, you know. Throw us a couple of bucks, join the channel, let us know who you are, and see, maybe there's something that you have. You won't know what it is, it's a surprise, but there'll be all kinds of stuff. Good games, there'll be not so good games, there'll be amazing games, not so good games. <laughs> it's just, hey, that's part of it. Yeah, you know. That, and then, like, just promising everybody the Civ review's almost done. It's just final edits are coming in, so Gathering Storm, even though it's, it's almost done, and then hopefully when I get back, I'll, I'll knock out my aggressive ancient room in a week or two. So hopefully that comes, and we'll have a couple of things from Rob, a couple of release date people. When at the game, two drops, and for Age of Wonders Planet, so there's going to be other things coming, like the writing stuff is going to pick up again, so just stay tuned, hang in there, more stuff's coming, it's going to be awesome. All right. Well, we'd like to thank everyone for joining us this week. We really liked having you on the weekly exchange with us. This has been Troy and Nate for Explorminate. Take care, everyone. See ya. Thank you.